0: This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Industrial espionage is back and it's poking into the roar. Turkish hacktivists use a sledgehammer to install back doors. The Floki bot Trojan is a cheap and evasive addition to the Zeus family. Drydex is back. GPS gets a cybersecurity upgrade. Too many people are still using Windows XP. And NSA is said to be struggling to compete with the private sector for cyber talent. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Thursday, December 8, 2016. Tyson Krupp discloses that it lost steel production intellectual property to a cyber attack early this year. The IP theft is said to have been discovered in April. The culprits are unknown, but some reports suggest that they were based in Southeast Asia. Tyson Krupp has filed a criminal complaint, and an investigation is well underway. According to security company Forcepoint, a distributed denial-of-service attack, Sledgehammer, originated in Turkey and is affecting organizations the attackers evidently regard as unsympathetic to Turkish government policy. This appears to be a patriotic hacktivist operation, but one never really knows what degree of organized criminality or state-directed is at work in cases like this. The victims include political parties, like the ruling center-right German-Christian Democratic Party, the CDU, opposition and dissident parties in Turkey, such as the People's Democratic Party of Turkey, and the Kurdistan Workers' Party, the PKK. And that perennial burr under the Turkish government's saddle of a more propra anything devoted to memorializing the World War I-era massacres in Armenia, like the Armenian Genocide Archive. The sledgehammer campaign is unusual, Forcepoint says, in the way it's gamified DDoS. The hackers run a DDoS collaboration platform called Surface Defense. Our linguistic staff warns us against attempting to pronounce the original Turkish, so we won't. Anyone who signs up for the platform is asked to attack a specific set of political targets. And in return, they earn points they can trade in for rewards, like their own copy of the DDoS tool or a swell click fraud bot. It's as if the cyber underground has discovered the marketing value of giving away green stamps or a set of steak knives or some other promotional goodies. Play with caution if play you must. Of course, we say don't play. Not only would it be wrong and you'd be a bad person, but Surface Defense will also surreptitiously backdoor your own system to turn it to Sledgehammer's own ends. There's no more of free lunch than there is honor among botmasters. Cisco's Talos Group and Flashpoint together report on Flokibot, essentially an evolved Zeus Trojan. It's for sale in dark web markets and poses a threat to point-of-sale systems as well as banks and insurance companies. It's more evasive than its Zeus ancestors, and it's also active across three language communities, Portuguese in Brazil, English, and Russian. FlokiBot is widely available on the black market, where it sells for just $1,000. This is discount attack code. Its famous Game Over Zeus predecessor was sold only inside restricted groups and in its prime fetched $15,000. The banking Trojan Drydex is back and circulating among Scottish systems. The most recent come on, Fujitsu CTI reports, is an email purporting to be from and for Scottish football supporters. That's soccer fans for our American listeners. The email, of course, carries a malicious payload. Ransomware continues to be a threat, and one strain widely available is known as Stampado. Deepin Desai is director of security research at Zscaler, and he brings us up to date on Stampado.
1: So Stemparo is yet another ransomware strain. Uh, uh, There have been more than a dozen ransomware strains in 2016. The strain has been around since July of 2016. That's when we first saw it being advertised on the underground forum by the author. Uh, The author goes by the uh, moniker, the Rainmaker, and he was offering a lifetime, full lifetime support uh, for just $39. Some of the unique things about the payload, it is written in auto IT, uh, which is a scripting language. So it was pretty easy for us to reverse engineer. The second thing, it has capabilities to encrypt more than 1,200 different file types. This was pretty unique uh, because they were also targeting files that were already encrypted by other popular ransomwares like server, locky, you know, some of the Uh, prevalent ransomware variants out there right now. So what essentially they're doing is they're double dipping on systems with weak security posture, and the end user will end up paying uh, double ransom, right, for each of those infections in order to retrieve their file. The other interesting feature we saw in this variant was it had features to spread. So uh, from the infected system, if there are Shared network drives, or there are connected uh, removable drives, that's where it will make a copy of itself. And the way it copies itself is it will look for existing files and hide those existing files and rename uh, all the existing files, and then it will make a copy of itself using the same icons uh, as the original files. And those are essentially shortcut files which point to the Stamparo binary which is also copied on that removable drive. So it had the ability to spread over the network as well as through the removable drives to different users.
0: And if the user pays the ransom, will they get their files back?
1: If the user pays ransom, yes, uh, they will get a decryptor uh, from the author. But in this case, uh, it is fairly easy for the user to retrieve the files uh, through one of the publicly available tools as well. Uh, Amisoft has published a tool. Uh, Also, we are planning to push out a tool as well, which will be able to uh, generate the decryptor uh, using the binary itself. Because it's not a public-private key-based encryption, asymmetric encryption in other words, uh, it is possible to retrieve your file, so uh, we would recommend not paying any kind of ransom.
0: That's Deepin Desai from Zscaler. They have more information about the Stampado ransomware on their website. An upgrade to the Global Positioning System, GPS, provides a timely reminder of the way in which cyberspace is important to operating in outer space. Lockheed Martin has completed what it describes as a major upgrade to the ground stations that control the orbiting constellation of GPS satellites. Prominent in that upgrade is a set of measures put in place to improve the cybersecurity of GPS. Other upgrades include a beta release of AirDroid that addresses vulnerabilities discovered by Zimperium, and Locus Energy's patch of issues in its solar power home electrical meters. Here's something that won't be patched. Windows XP, which reached the end of its support life back in April of 2014. Yet a study just released shows that 9 out of 10 National Health Service trusts in the UK are still using Windows XP. U.S. Congressional Democrats and others continue to advocate bipartisan investigation of Russian attempts to interfere with recent U.S. elections. And finally, competition for cyber labor remains intense. The Daily Caller rather breathlessly says that the private market is demolishing America's premier spying agency, by which they mean NSA. Sorry, CIA, and DIA, NRO, and GA, for that matter. Former Director NSA Keith Alexander told a conference at the University of Maryland that the problem was the government's inability to compete with private industry on pay, and low morale brought on by what he characterized as negative and unfair media coverage of the agency. Some signs of that competition may be seen in a job opening at Facebook, which is looking for an offensive security engineer. We read that as a honcho kind of call for a vulnerability researcher or penetration tester. But the register has a different take on it. Their headline and deck suggests that Facebook's looking for a sysadmin who will tell help desk callers, here's your new password, champ. Now go yourself. Well, we're a family show. But we really don't think the House of Zuckerberg is looking for someone who would recommend monogenesis. On the other hand, if they are, we hear Tay might be available. Managing the requirements for modern security programs is increasingly challenging and time-consuming. Enter Vanta. CyberWire Daily listeners can get $1,000 off by going to vanta.com slash cyber. That's v-a-n-t-a dot com slash cyber. Joining me once again is Joe Kerrigan. He's from the Johns Hopkins University Information Security Institute. Joe, you recently attended the Grace Hopper Conference. So, give us some background here. What is the uh, Grace Hopper Conference, and and wh- what were you doing there?
2: It's the Grace Hopper Celebration of Women in Computing. It's ah. a gathering of about twelve thousand women from wow. all over the world who come to in this this time Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was there primarily representing the Johns Hopkins University Information Security Institute trying to recruit women into our program, our cybersecurity program. Uh, There are a lot of undergraduate women at this conference. Uh, In fact, next year I'd like to have my daughter go. She's a a computer engineering major right Ah, now. Nice. It would would be great to have her go there to network and to to meet other women in, in computing.
0: The, you know we, we have conferences like this we have the grace hopper celebration i'm, I'm familiar with the women in Cybersecurity. women in cyber is coming up in april right uh yes and very i think last day of march first day of last april day of march first day of april. Uh, you and i were there uh both there last year for last that year. conference
2: is another one that's good and uh, that's also a great conference for women to to meet and network
0: I think we we have this issue in the field, certainly within cybersecurity, but I think in tech in general, of women being underrepresented. Um, we're not getting enough women into the field, and when we get them in, they're not staying.
2: Right. We have, uh, you know, it, back in the 80s, before the dawn of of the personal computer, you and I were discussing this earlier, that that women represented a much higher share of computer science graduates. Uh, the statistics I've heard and are around thirty yeah. percent, and and now it's down around twelve percent. So it's moved in the wrong direction, actually.
0: So I think you know the bottom line is I think uh, those of us who think this is important that this this type of you know that the diversity of, of both with women and minorities, um, I, I think there's a real truth here that uh, when you have a diversity of thought, that leads to. Better solutions and better answers, and I think those of us who are who believe that, who are behind that notion, um, you know, we have a role to play of supporting these types of conferences, these types of efforts.
2: We do absolutely. Uh, I my my opinion and my observations are that that the the steering of people towards these fields it happens very early in life. It happens very early where these people start start having the the inclination towards engineering.
0: So having those opportunities, even as a child,
2: even as a child, getting the right toys, making sure that your kid, whether they're a boy or a girl, has Legos to play with, just things they can they can get the spatial relationships up. Um, give them toys that 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 teach programming, if if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we we got our kids uh, Mindstorms. Now, that being said, I, I pushed both my kids towards the engineering field, and my son just has no. Desire to pursue it. He is completely uninterested, but he is uh, very much interested in the field of business and accounting, and that's where he's decided he's going to go. Um, but you know, my daughter has taken to it and and taken to it very well.
0: Right. All right, Joe Kerrigan. Good talking
2: to you. My pleasure.
0: And that's the CyberWire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening.